Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Happy 2020, friends. It's a new decade, and I thought it'd be fun to talk to a few friends about what life was like for them 10 years ago how life has changed, what the year 2010 brought them, and what the last decade has brought them. Also, it's always fun to look ahead. What do they hope for the next 10 years? Today's Your Last Decade is a listener story from Kat Smith. Kat wrote us an email sharing that when she looks back at her last decade, it's a big no way. You have no business moving forward with that. But God, he has a way sometimes of taking our biggest things that we thought could never happen and turning them into where we sit 10 years later. Kat's last decade was impacted by an idea shared with her a few years earlier than 2010, and only in the last year and a half has she fully seen that idea lived out. But spoiler alert, you guys, you cannot miss God's timing. You guys, two things to tell you. Number one, tomorrow's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Number two, I am heading to the LA area next week to film another episode with Hallmark Home and Family. I love going out there with those guys. And I'm also filming another week's worth of episodes with TBN's show Better Together. I hope that you can watch both of them. And if you do, I would love it if you'd share and tag me on Instagram. It is so much fun to see where you are, where you're watching from, where you're listening from wherever you've seen me. It's fun just to see where are you listening to the happy hour? Where did you see me on home and family or better together? I'm incredibly easy to find on Instagram. And in fact, don't tell Facebook or Twitter, but Instagram is my absolute favorite. Find me at at Jamie Ivy. And I'd love to get connected with you there on Instagram. Okay. Here's my conversation with Kat Smith. Hey, Kat, welcome to this special edition of The Happy Air called Your Last Decade. I'm so glad you're with us today, Kat. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, this is exciting because um, I am going to be just like a listener. I told you before we started that I know very little about your story, but my assistant, Lindsay, um, is super excited about you sharing your journey on your last decade. And so I am therefore super (laughs) excited about hearing what God's done in your life in the past 10 years. And I feel like it's been a lot. So first of all, introduce yourself to the listener before we jump into your story. Okay. My name is Kat. I am married to my husband now nine years. We have three kids. They're about to be seven, five, and three. And um, I listen to the happy hour. I love the happy hour. So I'm excited. Very excited to be Thank here. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we live in Plano, Texas. We love Jesus. And we own a coffee shop. Which isn't so exciting. So, okay. So if we go back to 2010, yes. if I do my math right, you weren't no. married, but were you dating yes, your I husband? Was. It was, um, that would have been my senior year of college. So yes. Okay. All right. Senior year of college. So take us back to 2010 and what was happening in your world then that has transpired into the next decade of your life. Okay. So I was graduating from A&M Commerce, 
with a teaching degree and dating my husband. We had been dating since 2007. So we were, I think we were engaged at that point. Um, but a couple years before my cousin had come to visit me when I was, I think it was a freshman. And she said, Hey, um, I know you're in school. She had just graduated. Let's, I think you should drop out. Let's go open a coffee shop and it'll be great. <laughs> and I thought, you're insane. <laughs> um, my parents told me I have to go to school. I am, they are paying for my school. This is not going to happen. So I told her no. And she went on to Starbucks. Okay, wait, I have questions. <laughs> yes. I have questions. This just came out of nowhere. Let, drop out of school, let's start a coffee shop. Or had you guys talked about, oh, let's start a coffee shop one day? She forever loved coffee. Like that was, we. I knew that, she knew that. And I um, spent every moment outside of school. No, that's not true. I spent a lot of time in coffee shops, especially I transferred away from my friends to a different school to finish my degree. And um, yeah, coffee shops were where I hung out because they felt homey. And so we knew this about each other, but she had done all yeah. the research. She had a business plan going. She was like ready and she wanted, she didn't want to do it by herself. And so, um, yeah, she was like, I'm serious. Let's do it. And I had to say no. <laughs> Because it did sound crazy. Okay, so you said no because you're like, I'm in college and this is weird and this is crazy. I'm getting a degree. I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah, obviously I love teaching so much. I didn't. I hated teaching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know that yet. And um, my parents are very pro-school and they, yeah, they would have flipped their lid and I was a people pleaser, still am a little bit, so I wasn't going to disappoint them. <laughs> okay, so knowing what I know now is that 10 years you know, 2020, you actually do mm -hmm. run a coffee shop. Do you think that that conversation with her oh, put something yes. in you that would maybe come to fruition a couple Absolutely. years later? Like hearing that in the, I don't even know if it was right away, but probably pretty quick. Like, yeah, I was dreaming about it. I was thinking about it, would still talk about it. And so it just never seemed like something we could actually, at least that I thought we could actually do. She had watched people do it. She interviewed so many awesome um, owners in Dallas uh, and they shared their stories and were willing to like share numbers and stuff with her. So she like, she was ready. She was ready to go, but life happened. So she had entrepreneur all yes, over her. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but is your cousin running a coffee shop? No, right <laughs> no. So that's, um, do you want me, I can keep the story going. You want me to, okay. Yeah. Okay. Going. I got way ahead of myself because I'm like wondering what is, I know yeah, you're running the coffee you, shop. Where's the, that would be in? so fun. If, um, so the goal, yes, the goal eventually was that. So I went on to teach. She ended up working for the city of Wiley, um, rec and loved it. And still she is now actually in the, um, senior citizen. I don't know what it's called the senior rec center. Yeah, that's what it is. And she's like the head yeah. of it. And uh -huh. she just won employee of the year of, in the whole city. Like she's awesome. But yeah, yeah, so she got married a year before me. So she got married in 2010 that year. And then I got married in 2011. And um, because the coffee shop desire was still there, she wanted coffee at her wedding and tried to figure out the best way to do it. She ended up, I think, just buying Starbucks coffee and serving it. It wasn't like a thing. But yeah. um, because I had her first to watch all the went down, I found a coffee bar in Dallas that would come and do like coffee catering at our wedding. And, um, it was, okay. it was good. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't the best, but it worked. Um, and after the wedding, we both looked at each other and we're like, we could do this, this, we saw a setup and we knew enough to know we could do it better. And so that, so 2000, 
is after India was born. So 2013, after my first child was born, we practiced on a friend and then another friend got married and we practiced on them. And then we were running this coffee bar idea where you come in and you set up a coffee yep. bar. Okay. Yep. And so um, my husband built the bar. We contacted who we use now, Cultivar Coffee in Dallas, because they had something on their website that said like, hey, if you want to buy wholesale, we will train your baristas for free. So I called them because we didn't know what we were doing. We were using a garage sale espresso machine that you have like in your house and like a grinder yeah. that you bought at Target. And we were like, this is great. <laughs> and it it did work for the small amount of people we did. Yeah. Um, but so I called Jonathan at Cultivar and I said, hey, this is what we do. Acted like we were pros at what we do. Um, uh -huh, you're right. Of course <laughs> you did. Cause that's what you yeah, do. Fake it till you make it. And then I said, um, I have two baristas I would love to send to you. We'd love to start a wholesale account. And then Katie and I show up and I'm like, we're the baristas. <laughs> and he was awesome and trained us and asked like what our setup looked like and what machine we were using. And the second we said it, he said, absolutely not. You cannot use our coffee on that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he just said, how important the grinder is and how important the machine is. And it's going to taste like crap if we put it in what we had. So he had a grinder for sale that was used and cheap. So I think Katie's parents bought it. Then my parents bought our espresso machine and we had loans. Like they didn't just give it to us. We sat down with them, right. explained everything. We had to pay them interest. We had... Because like, what does something like that cost? So the grinder um, was a thou... It was either 500 or a thousand. I think it was a thousand. And then okay. the um, yeah. espresso machine was $2,000. And we, I had put okay. all my extra, like I didn't make a lot of money. My husband didn't make a ton of money. And we had put all our extra money in building out the bar and buying the cups and yeah. buying the coffee. So we had a little bit, but they, they gave us a big chunk to get all that stuff set up. Yeah. But yeah. And then we just never stopped. We are fr my friend, um, designs websites. So she put one together for us. Um, and we were busy. Like we were very, very busy. And I was doing this kind of coffee bar thing. Well, you will come to an event and set up. Yes. And it, yeah, we have everything. We would say we have everything that you could get out of Starbucks, but better minus frappes. We didn't bring a blender with us. Right. Um, and we would, uh -huh, we yeah. would hand stamp the cups. We would, um, so we tried to make it as special to the person as possible. And weddings were our bread and butter. Like we knew the look brides wanted at the time. We knew how to make it feel special. We had a bride and groom's drink. We still do at the shop. It's called our wedding latte. And we would make a sign yeah. that would say the bride's signature drink, the groom's signature drink. So it was, it was good, but, um, we got busy I had two more kids. She had two kids. Um, and are you still teaching yes, school days? Yes, I would I would ask off for a doctor's appointment early and, go <laughs> and drive to like wherever. We've been to like Salina to Fort Worth, wherever the weddings were. We haven't, we did do South by Southwest one year. So we were in Austin. Oh, welcome yeah. to Austin. Yes. Okay. So as you're doing this, because I think it's so interesting when people start companies. I mean, because now you have a, you have a, coffee shop, right? We're going to get to that, but you have a coffee shop right now. So I always find it so intriguing when people are starting um, companies because sometimes they take this kind of 
windy route Mm -hmm. to get to where they are. And in the whole time that you're doing the coffee bar, which is a success and people are loving it, are you ever going, this is our final goal? Or are you going, we should open up a coffee shop? I think we always in the back of our mind where this will turn into a coffee shop. We we okay. both wanted that so badly. Um, my dad is a very business minded person. Um, and it wasn't so much money. I don't know why he always said that. But yeah, but I, like, know, I know what yeah, you're saying though, because the cost was low and there was no whatever. Yeah. Um, you had no overhead. Exactly. Really, exactly. I mean, um, yeah. And it just got tiring. It was very exhausting. And not that a coffee shop wouldn't be, but we knew, um, at least in my mind, I don't know where Katie felt in it, but in my mind... A coffee shop is open Monday through Saturday. There's no random surprises. I would wake up with nightmares that we missed a wedding. Like, so there was... Oh, yeah, of course we would, because that would be a nightmare. So there was no um, surprises. It was Monday, yeah, Monday through whatever, nine to five, same people would be there, same customers for the most part. And so um, that seemed better to me and like more stable. And we could actually love on customers that way, because you see a bride and groom once and you don't see them again, because... It's only one wedding usually, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how did you make that transition from coffee on the go Mm -hmm. from your coffee bar to let's open up a business? Um, so we, I think we were just both praying through it and constantly asking each other, Hey, what do you think? What do you think? And we were never on the same page. She would have a kid and be like, not now I would have a kid. Not now. Um, she would be loving her job. I didn't. So I was always like, okay, whatever. We'll see whatever. Um, but, uh, right before my son was born, we had a business plan going. We had talked to enough people. We had a spot, we had a concept. We were ready for the most part to just start the, um, figuring out the cost and figuring out investors or loans or whatever we needed to do. And then at the last, I found out I was pregnant with our son and got very overwhelmed and said, I don't think we're ready. And she kind of had the same feeling. Like we had met with enough people. Is that your third child or your second this child? This was my third. And, um, okay. Okay. So just in the past five years. Yes. Yes. So that was 26. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 16, 2016. And so okay. we let yeah. it die. Um, and I think for her, that was kind of the end. I don't know that she was willing to get back into that because she legitimately yeah. loves her job and to do that, she would have to leave it. And, um, it has great benefits and stuff like that. And it's a big risk to open your own business. And I think for me too, I thought the same thing. This is, that's okay. We don't have to have that. We have the catering. And then 2017, possibly 18, we were at church. We go, we went to the village Plano and we were in a very small building at the time. And our pastor at the time who I love, he has such a heart for the city and missions. And he just got up there and it was at a prayer night and just said, prayer nights, you would pray over whatever. Like they would have something on the overhead. You would pray over, people would speak, you'd pray. There was never a set thing. And he just said, hey, I want us to pray for the city and for a place um, for non-believers to meet believers. Um, It's not going to be this building. Our building is small. We don't have the capability of that. And non-believers aren't going to willingly walk into a church, like, unless God really moves them. But um, he said, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe a coffee shop down the street. And I was sitting there like, oh, this is it. This is it. And I didn't want to get too excited. So I didn't even look at my husband because I knew he knew what I was thinking. And I just kind of let it sit. 
And I let it sit for like a week and I didn't say anything. And one of our friends that was in our, um, I think she was in our home group at the time, but anyway, we were momming together. We hung out a lot and, um, she called me and was like, Hey, did you hear what Hunter said? And I was like, I mean, yeah, what, what about it? <laughs> Trying not to, you're like, I'm yeah, cool. I'm not gonna yeah. Be too <laughs> yeah. and she's like, no, the coffee shop thing. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I really think that's, that was you. Like I pictured you, I pictured your family. Um, I think y'all should look into that. And I was like, look into it. How, like, what do we, I don't know what that means. And she goes, why don't you just email him and see what his thought was, um, in saying that and go from there. And so did your friend know about the journey that you guys had been on with a little bit? She knew this like, is what we did on the side. Um, I think, yeah, yes, yeah, she did because her husband was a, um, what is it called? A realtor for big companies. <laughs> My brain is okay. Dead. So a like, for big companies. like, um, that, yes. so he sells, uh, real, real estate that is commercial, commercial properties. There we go. Um, <laughs> and so he had helped us look the first time and I he was like our person that found a couple of different spaces. And then we had to say, Hey, we're not, we're not going to do it. Um, yeah. so yeah. she did know, but yeah, but I don't, I don't know. She spoke into it in a way that I agreed. And so I emailed him and he immediately emailed me back, which was surprising because we were, I mean, we are involved, but we didn't know staff well other than hi good morning and so for him to like email it felt like a big deal and he just said can we meet for coffee next week and so Jordan and I go to a coffee shop downtown and it wasn't just him it was like almost the entire staff sitting at the table which was kind of intimidating like oh yeah yeah but I think like all but two of them were there just for coffee they heard coffee outings yeah were there um Hey, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. So we sat down and he was like, okay, what do you, what is your vision? And we just shared that. And he was like, I'm a hundred percent behind you in this. I will. Um, I think the Lord has this for you guys. Um, he said, I have people who have started businesses on our, um, elder team. I have people that, um, deal with like financial businesses that could help you with business planning and all the things you let me know what you need. And so, um, he sent us like two guys, one of them, uh, basically we wrote the business plan. He edited it and told us like, Hey, this isn't going to work. This is he, he was awesome. Um, another guy was like my dad. It was like, you have to do 10 years of research and then maybe have a coffee shop. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't like your answer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so they just sent us a lot of people. They, uh, his assistant at the time was, uh, interior, an interior designer. And she said, Hey, I would love to do this for y'all and help, help you design the inside and everything. So she basically held my hand as we picked everything out. Um, wow. yeah. And yeah, it was everything just started falling into place. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it was, and what year did you open up your coffee shop? Uh, the September 1st, 2018. Okay. So you are a year and a half in. Mm-hmm. Has it been the hardest thing you've ever done? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> uh, like beyond hard. Um, and is it just you and your husband? Yes. Yeah. Katie, we okay. invited Katie into it. And that's when she was like, hey, I would love this, but this is not for our family right now. And so um, right. she took over like running catering uh, we still own catering together, but she's like a hundred percent in charge and I've backed off a lot. So that'll probably change right. in the near future. But, um, yeah, she still does that. And I do the shop 
And oh my Jordan, goodness. yes, Jordan's oh the goodness. business side. I'm the like face. Yeah. <laughs> I joke that I'm, the, I'm not the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the you people are your- person. <laughs> Okay, friends, I know you're enjoying my conversation. I want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors for today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Pine Cove. Are you potentially looking for a place where your child can unplug from all the electronics and distraction and experience true connection and community? Yes, yes, yes. Pine Cove is a Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun summer camp where kids not only have epic outdoor adventures through zip lines, horseback riding, and water blobs, but also are invested in by amazing Jesus-loving college staff where they're free to be themselves and meet lifelong friends. At Pine Cove Youth Camps, their family camps, and their day camps, your child will learn the gospel in a variety of ways and be equipped to approach life with a what-can-I-do-to-be-helpful attitude. Through hilarious skits, silly camp names, and wildly exciting activities, Pine Cove cultivates a sense of adventure in shy kiddos and helps others overcome personal fears and challenges. They have an engaging college summer staff who are positive Christian role models and mentors to campers. Your child will feel seen, they will feel known, and they will feel loved. Every day marks one day closer to summer and what could be the most impactful week of your child's life. Let me tell you this real quick. All four of the Ivy kids go to Pine Cove and they love it. Register now at pinecove.com and use the code HAPPYHOUR250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. If you've been thinking about it, guys, now is your time. Use the code HAPPYHOUR250 for $250 off your first time at your overnight youth camp. Make this the summer your child will remember forever. Today's show is brought to you by Abide. If the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone, then try this. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and start your day in the spirit and peace of Christ. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress and lower levels of anxiety and depression. Start your day with Abide's daily meditation based on biblical scripture. These audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co slash happy hour. Abide's meditations start at two minutes long, so they're easy to fit in your schedule and feature topics like overcoming anxiety, addiction, and recovery, and more. Find deep rest with Abide's bedtime stories based on the Bible. They're great for kids and adults alike. Join the millions of people using Abide, including Grammy award-winning singers, church leaders, and Christians just like you. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash happy hour. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash happy hour. That's abide, A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash happy hour to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Okay, so you've had this, you know, you kind of got this vision for the coffee shop over Mm -hmm. the last couple of years and it was confirmed in lots of ways through friends, through that prayer meeting at your church, and then your pastor really speaking into it. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you've seen God use just two regular people starting a coffee shop in your community? I would say one, he drew us to him during it. Like that was, and I know that's not the community and I know that's not exactly what you're asking, but like just in the um, hardness of it, he brought people to us that spoke truth over us that didn't know what was going on. Like I, um, 
I got severe anxiety when it was starting to come like at probably that summer before we opened just because we were dealing with other people's money or our money and who mm-hmm. knew I hadn't I had never worked in a coffee shop before this so it was like who am I to own this and tell people what to do when I literally have no training outside of the catering bar that we did and um uh, one night had, when like, I this, the imposter syndrome like I can't yeah do this. yeah exactly and yeah. um yeah, yeah, just fear. And um, our friend, well, one night, like I, I couldn't go to sleep. I, I've never had anxiety before and it felt like I was dying. It was awful. And our friend, um, well, my husband prayed over me and I thought that would help and it didn't. <laughs> and so uh-huh. eventually I was able to fall asleep, I guess. And like still in the morning, I had to cancel an event that morning. We were supposed to serve coffee at the church and I had to call them and say we can't and that was the only Mm -hmm. that's the only event we've ever canceled like it was it was bad um and our old home group leader called jordan and said hey i don't know what's going (laughs) sorry i tried so hard i've cried every time i've told this part because it was so it was such a god thing and he just said i don't know what's going on with you guys but um god has put mudleaf on my heart today and i'm praying for y'all and I love y'all and I know that's such an easy thing to say and it's so silly um but it was um the first time I really felt God saw us in in a tangible way I mean I knew he had he had brought us this far but it was a such a tangible moment and um like he uh, our friend literally had no idea what was happening. He wasn't involved. And mm-hmm. so for him to out of the blue, the same day I was struggling big time. Um, it was just, it was awesome. And it was God. And so from that, that's where I think God really showed me, Hey, you need to speak up and talk to people. And that's where the idea of the coffee shop people, we say people over coffee. Um, cause we mm-hmm. want to be known for our love. And so with anything now, like, Anything that's laid on our hearts, we try to speak that to our customers and not in a weird way, but just letting them know, hey, we see you. We love you. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because you can't really train people to do that. But And we've had right. some that don't care to do that. But for the most part, yeah. especially right now in this season, we have a staff of all believers, which is amazing. Um, and they pray over the shop daily. And so... In the community, we see people um, just saying this is the best part of their day and they don't know why and stuff like that. And um, sometimes the staff is able to say it's because of Jesus. Sometimes they just say thank you. Um, But we do have um, a very um, multicultural city. Plano's crazy with the amount of different cultures are here. And so any given day, there could be three or four languages being spoken in our coffee shop, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, of, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our um, regulars, he's a Muslim man and he is so sweet and he is here at least two or three times a week. And all my staff knows him by name. They know his order. And one day, one of my staff is a, um, he works at two different churches and the coffee shop. And so he was um, working on, I think a sermon for his uh, group and our regular was sitting next to him and he just said, he looked over and he said, Hey, will you just tell me about your Jesus? And so 
oh my god <laughs> I don't think anything happened like Daniel was able to share and um I don't think anything well I don't know God is awesome but he still comes in here and we still get to talk to him but just that is what we prayed for and that is just yeah that's exactly what we would hope would happen Jana was just able to lay out the gospel for him and talk about um who Jesus was to him and who Jesus is and um he asked so many questions he said and it was yeah it was awesome I love hearing about your coffee shop so much because I can just tell in your voice and your tears and your emotions <laughs> this is so much more than a coffee shop. Yeah, I is. mean, so much more. And I think that's beautiful the way God has created that in you uh, yeah. from your cousin years yes. ago. Yeah. Yes. It is, our life is completely different. And it's so surprising. I didn't, I never thought we would be here, but we are. So with your, what is the name of your coffee shop? I don't even know. Mudleaf Coffee, M-U-D- L-E-A-F. <laughs> have to spell Mud leaf. Where does that come from? Um, it came from sitting at a kitchen table, writing down all our favorite Dallas coffee shops. Mud is the coffee and leaf is the tea. Like a, I think cowboys used to say, I'll have a cup of mud. There's no, there was no meaning behind it other than it sounded good. So I like that yeah. mud leaf with the coffee and tea at least made more sense. There's nothing wrong with it just sounding good. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like people ask us where we got our kids' names. I was like, I don't know. I just they liked, liked them. them. Yeah. Like, I, that's, how, that's how we got them. Exactly. They don't have any meaning. So come up with a meaning if you want to. Sometimes I'm like, I should come up with a meaning for these kids' names. But other than we just like them. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kat, I love hearing about the journey to this coffee shop. And next time I'm in Plano, I promise you I'm coming yeah. in. So I come to Dallas all the time. Yeah, we have so the whole spot you. for you. We'll save you oh, a seat. <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to come up there. Um, but what do you what do you wish for this coffee shop and this you know journey that God's taking you on with a business, which is so exciting to me because I just love hearing your story because I want people to know that God is in every part of our life and He is such a part of this and He's for your business and He's for changing lives through your job. What do you dream about and hope for the next 10 years? Um, we've talked about more coffee shops. I don't know. We're adopting a baby and so it would have to happen sooner in the next 10 years than later because I just think we're going to have our hands full later, but, um, just either growing that way or even we had talked about doing a worship night here, which would be amazing. And then another coffee shop in the area started doing it. And I thought that's great. And I love that they're doing stuff like that and that we can jump in and maybe be a part of that too one day. But, um, we want to love, love the people like Jesus without screaming Jesus at them and whatever that looks like. Um, yeah. I'm here for it. So if it's more shops, great. If it's just this one, great. And I'm willing to pour everything we have into it. But yeah. I love it. Love people like Jesus without screaming at them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to come in. be our mo- everyone's motto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. 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 I, um, I like how you said that people go, there's something different here. This isn't the happiest part of my day. And I think that is such a testament of just loving like Christ loves. Mm-hmm. And especially now with you guys having all of your staff being believers, I mean, that's something that can actually be possible. Yes. Is that everyone's loving from an overflow of the love that you know God has for us. And so I cannot wait to come visit your shop. <laughs> I'm excited. That would make my day. Um, okay. Here, here's what I learned today, Kat. I took notes. Are you ready? Yes. 
I learned this, is that you can't miss God's timing. Yeah. Because you guys, your cousin brought this up before this was even an idea. Uh, you guys had a whole plan in this and then you're like, no, it's not good timing. Mm-hmm. And you just can't miss God's timing. Um, I also wrote down fake it till you make it <laughs> because true. you had to fake it till you <laughs> made did. it. And then the third thing I wrote down is to really listen to um, God. And I meant that I learned that from you telling us about how you guys had to listen, but also from your mm-hmm. friend saying, Hey, I'm reaching out. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but here's what I'm feeling that I want to tell you. And that was monumental it in is. y'all's journey. And so what a testament just to us or to me who I'm not, <laughs> I'm not opening a coffee shop. I'm not opening a new business, but I need to listen to God when he talks to me about other people. So love, 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 love your story. Um, Kat, thank you for sharing with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Don't you just love it when someone is sharing their story and you can tell how deeply impacted their lives are by what has happened? I love that when Kat was reflecting on her last decade, that two moments took her breath away and brought on some tears. What a beautiful story of God's timing and how we can never miss His timing and how when we hear God impress upon us thoughts of a friend, just maybe it's part of what God is doing in that friend's life. I wanna be a person who reaches out. I want you to be a person who reaches out and prays for one another. Kat, thank you for sharing your last decade. And thank you for sharing about Mudleaf. If you guys are in the North Dallas or Plano area, be sure you visit Kat's Coffee Shop. Tell her that you heard her on the happy hour. I look forward to next time I'm in the North Dallas area to go check it out myself. Friends, thank you for listening to this special edition of the happy hour, your last decade. Our hope in all of these shows is that you too can reflect on your last decade. Whether you were 23 years old or 10 or 65 or 12, 10 years ago, look back and see what God has done in your life and where he has brought you. How have you persevered? How have you screwed up? What would you do differently? And what are you proud of? Also, looking back always causes me to look forward. What do you hope to see happen in your next decade? Today's show is edited by Chris with Podshaper and organized by Lindsay Sweeney. The music is developed for the show by Matt Graham and show notes are written by Aki Slockers. We would love it if you enjoyed the show, if you'd share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the number one way people find out about our podcast, The Happy Hour. So we thank you for that. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.